It's election season at Sate, and the asterisk is getting all sweaty and nervous just thinking about it. Who will win? Who will lose? Who will be cancelled and forever cast into the shadowy depths of mediocre obscurity? Will the announcer guy finally get elected as director of dramatic introductions and get out of this unpaid internship? Oh, I can't bear to think about it. Just take it away, Ryan and Liam. Welcome, Liam. Oh, thank you. Joining you live from the road to the campus center. This is Election Report. Also joining you from my happy place. I was told to get in my happy place before this. I I think it's working. It sounded like it. And I feel like for you, elections kind of are a bit of a happy place. Yeah, I love that campaign trail. Yeah, you do. Um, My happy place is currently the one from happy gilmore where it's the hot teacher and his grandma winning the vlt and the bed full of beer (laughs) which is further evidence of my million dollar idea of having a water bed filled with beer (laughs) what's wrong with that it's better than the uh bed of roses with prickles and thorns that we were on uh last episode that was so uncomfortable i'm still finding thorns in my butt crack yeah did we did we determine at any point if that was a bed of actual roses or was it like uh, something on top that like made the roses the material because like is a bed of beer like are you thinking of like lying on a bed of beer cans that are like full that you can just like grab one i would have said i would have said can um, that's incredibly uncomfortable. Now, waterbed full of beer is yeah. what I said. Really with, a like, beer a bed. straw? Or is that just, like, a disgusting <laughs> bed filled with, Frick. like, beer that gets moldy and, like... Who the hell drinks beer through a straw? If it's in a waterbed, it's like a juice box of beer. No, it'd be like a giant Capri Sun. <laughs> you can just stab it? It'd be a valve at the end, like a keg valve, a little tap. You lean over, and, like, the valve is right next to your, like, bed-to-side table, and, like, you're, uh... You'd what also have to refrigerate. You'd, re- you'd have to refrigerate <laughs> the beer so it doesn't. It's not lukewarm as well, which would also negate the issue of your pillow getting warm. Your bed your would bed just would always be, be chilly. Are water beds always cold? Like, is that a thing? I think they're colder than a normal bed. Can I think you, that's like, one of the cool few benefits. Them? I would. That'd be amazing. Who can like cool? What would you use to cool? You'd have to get like a refrigerant cool, like a shell and tube cooling system. Seems expensive. Or you anyway, just like refill the bed with like water that is cold from like your tub or whatever. And using that cold water and the en- nourishing energy it gives your body, you could run for one of our positions in these elections. Boom. Yeah, there's a lot of positions up, in fact. Yeah, tons. Because uh, this year we're changing the way elections are going to be run. And so instead of having just four positions in this upcoming election, we're going to have how many? I think we're still deciding nine. it's like nine. Yeah. At the time of this podcast recording, the governance system is still being reworked. So we might tell you a bunch of stuff. That might not be true. By yeah. the time this comes out, uh, we'll have to re- re-record the whole thing. But we'll try and keep it general enough. Um, it yeah, is it's nine. Not, it's going to be nine. I think that's that number is at least solid. Yeah. It's going to be nine positions on the board of directors. We've also decided it's going to be called the board of directors still. Yeah. And uh, they are all positions that will be working. They won't just be showing up, you know, once a month. We should probably give a briefing on what it is now and what it's being changed to. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. So in the past, by the time this comes out, but currently at the time of recording, there are 12 directors. Mm-hmm. And the direct board of directors um, are essentially the highest governing body of SETSA. They are our bosses. 
as the executive council. Mm-hmm. But they are given honoraria for working um, essentially one meeting a month by standard, but it's 50 bucks a meeting. So like 50 bucks for kind of four or five hours of work um, a month. Yeah, pretty low wage. You know, it's okay. Um, but pretty normal amongst the environment of this industry. A lot of schools don't compensate their directors. Mm-hmm. But something we've kind of noticed is, um, not noticed, something that like has come up time and time again amongst our directors, and this is something that's raised by the directors year after year, is like you put 50 bucks in, you get 50 bucks out. Yeah. So we needed to find a way, and what I mean by that is that it's really hard to hold the executive council, us, inc- like accountable if um, we were to go rogue. Mm-hmm. You should explain what that is, too, right now, too, because right now we have 12 directors and then also four executive council members that Preci- are different. Precisely. So we have the president, who's pretty unimportant and has almost no jobs and doesn't contribute whatsoever. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'm a very non-important individual, Liam. Yeah, uh, that's you. <laughs> and um, then there's the vice president external, who does all of the work and is amazing and um, you know changes the way the world runs in to be better for students and is the most important role and that's me yeah absolutely and for some reason is also involved with the podcast and is super handsome yeah and uh then we have the vice president academic who's super duper valuable um they handle all academic affairs academic appeals uh, is your student representative at academic appeals kind of attends academic council deals with all of the internal affairs that pertain to academics are we sorry i'm stuck are we allowed to give podcast penalties for vanity no. For you? Are this you sure? A- because that was some, like, I think that's like five minutes in the box right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say that we have not moved or, uh, like, approved a podcast policy about penalties. But well, maybe I would we be, will after this meeting. I would be willing to accept five minutes in the box. <laughs> that was pretty handy. Which box? The isolation my- room. <laughs> five minutes in the isolation room. <laughs> There's the isolation room for COVID patients down the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Um, Maybe I don't know. Maybe if you if you maybe if your mask fails and you're contagious, then uh, I will end up there anyway. That'll be the penalty box. Isolation room slash podcast penalty box. There you go. Um, then we have the uh, yeah the VP academic academic appeals. Then um, we have the vice president student life, and the vice president student life deals um, with pretty much everything that's internal and on campus that isn't academics. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, I will go back to the other positions which I was joking about. The VPX is government relations, essentially and other external bodies. And the president is both kind of operational oversight as well as participating in all of the other VPs portfolios to varying degrees. Yep. Is that a good characterization? I'd say so. And yeah. the chief spokesperson. Yeah, so you're when like the, the public face. Yeah, so when we make like a position on something, uh, I'm the one who usually has to speak to it. Yeah, um, unless it like, for whatever reason, it's something super specific to one of the VPs yeah. portfolios, at which point you'll pass. Mm-hmm. Um, that is all changing. Mm-hmm. So that, or rather, it has changed by the time our listeners are listening. Um, now we are going to have those nine directors. Those directors are going to work currently to be determined amount, but it will be determined by the time <laughs> people are running for it, which is at the time of listening, mm-hmm. um, of hours. They will be paid. They will paid have paid well. They will be paid very well, uh, especially for a student job. Mm-hmm. And they will have a set portfolio. Um, not um, when I say very well, I'm saying it so that people run guys. They, anyone who's anyone well. who's pr- it is very well, but like, I don't want someone coming up in here and being like, they're paying them very well. 
They're wasting money. It's not wasting oh, money. No. No, this is all very good use. It's actually, I think we're, in all the models that we built at the time of recording, it's less money <laughs> um, going into their wages. But so. it's like $18 an hour for like 10 hours or more of work per week. At the time of recording. Yeah. So like, but it's, also those are like approximates, but like, <laughs> if, like, I think that's pretty good. It's like if you're a really student good. and you have a job that pays you for only 10 hours a week, so you're not expected to put in a crazy amount of hours but you also get paid like $3 more than minimum wage. Like that's pretty solid. And it's, it's on campus. So you don't even have to travel there. Oh yeah. It's really good. Like, mm -hmm. let's be clear. Um, it's also we, like, we will be essentially leaders in this field in changing our governance structure to this. We will be ahead of the times very much. So um, it is kind of a systemic thing inside student associations that board directors don't get compensated, mm -hmm. but it's also a systemic thing inside student associations that board directors do not have the time or or incentive to provide adequate oversight for the organization yeah, and do the things they want to do and like do, yeah. they get elected saying like oh i want to do this and then they realize that they get three hours of work per month and they're like i don't have time to do that yeah three hours of work per month that they're underpaid for yeah um so we are changing it to have nine director positions um i will point out though that you should not run this for this just for the pay <laughs> um we, it's a lot of work it's gonna be work and it's going to be work you should care about. Like, mm -hmm. you will be advocating for students on campus and possibly, uh, you know, helping the other two specific roles we'll talk about in a second uh, with external advocacy. There will be research involved. Um, you'll provide policy uh, guidance. It's going to be work. It's going to be real work. And it's going to be, you know, a great learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you should view it as that. Like, come in there looking to help the cause of students and the experience of state students in general. Yeah and you will thrive do not we are not interested in you if you just want some money <laughs> yeah um yeah. but uh, like on that same kind of i guess maybe it's not the same thing but all of these things like talking about policy and stuff that like i feel like most people are like oh my god i don't know anything about that and the other change is that we're going to be training the hell out of you oh like yeah. crazy because it's really important that we can translate our ideas as students into like actual tangible changes like for example i'm sure we've talked about it in the past but like liam and i have both transferred classes from other institutions and it's been so hard Total and expensive yeah. so we need to figure out a way to say like to take that from a complaint like transfers suck to like all right here's the changes we want to make happen our advocacy position that we're going to be talking to the government and state and the city and yeah. the country are like, we want you to develop, like, a comprehensive list of yeah. transferable classes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, for example, speaking specifically to that, we turn, the work of the Student Association right now is to turn, especially the uh, advocacy end of it, is to turn those complaints, like transfer students, mm -hmm. the transfer students suck. <laughs> I'm a transfer student, <laughs> saying that. Uh, slip of the tongue, transfer credit system sucks, mm -hmm. um, to turn it into actionable asks. And so, for example, with yeah. that, we know now we it. are, yeah, now we're actually advocating specifically, we want a block transfer credit system, not unlike British Columbia's, where if you take a, a first year business course, um, you should be able to go, you know, to any other institution at the kind of same level mm -hmm. and transfer into their second year immediately. Yeah. Um, with no crazy system and we're right now all of that work is being done by the, my office and your office essentially yeah and so we're gonna have nine people doing it next year instead of just two 
Yeah. Which precisely. is cool because then when we go meet with like Mayor Nenshi, for example, we can bring nine people who are like, yeah, here are all of the issues. And we've talked with all of the state students or as many as we can about these issues and why there are these issues. We can bring people from a selection of nine. It'd be weird if we brought nine. I will say that straight up front. But we have nine people. We have nine people to choose it. from. Yeah, big yeah. time. And all of these s- director positions will also have uh, big roles to play in ownership linkage. Mm-hmm. So your job will also involve getting out there, talking to students, um, you know, going to certain schools and maybe discussing with that school in particular um, how state can better how states can better serve them. Um, it's really about being more in tune with our membership because um, right now, I mean, I. I'll admit it. I mean, right now, if I walk up to the average state student and just said, hey, what do you think of Saita? They'll go, you yeah, sell the cheap hot dogs, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yep, yep. I actually uh, do a lot. I'm, I talk to the government. Yeah. And they're like, wow, I didn't know that. Um, that needs to change, and it's something that this new system will change. Mm-hmm. And you can be a part of it if you run for the director of positions. Yeah. Now, once you, the esteemed candidate, run for the position and get it, You'll be a director, and once you are a director, you can, uh, you can, if the other directors deem it so, achieve the position of president or vice president. Now, there, this isn't like our old system where there's four vice presidents. It's going to be a president and a vice president, mm-hmm. and they will be working more than the average director. They will be the chief and vice chief, governance, yeah, deputy, the chief and deputy governance officers of the entire organization. They will be the public faces though primarily the president and they will work primarily on like external advocacy work hmm. well advocacy work yeah and internal i should say that yeah. I, i'll just say that specifically the external stuff though will largely go through the um president and vice president where mm. a lot of the internal advocacy work will be split up a little more yeah amongst the directors um i'm sure by the time you're listening to this this is all being sorted out in entirety <laughs> um let's hope le- by god let's hope um but that they will be full-time or close to full-time. And uh, those are positions that are not run from the general electorate. So you can't just get nominated directly to that position. You have to run for the directors. Mm-hmm. And then the directors will you know, raise you up as their chosen representative as, uh, of the organization. Mm-hmm. The reason that it's this way is that, one, it kind of is a self-vetting system so that it avoids one of the key issues that governance systems and student associations face, which is that of joke candidates or straight-up incompetent candidates winning the elect, like 2% of the electorate and then coming in and just doing something crazy, some crazy things we will be talking about in an upcoming segment, <laughs> um, which is bad. That's like an inherent risk of student associations is that you can have some come in and like, I'm going to, you know, spoiler for our later section, like like pay for a drake concert and dump all the students funds into that and i mean frankly like for any election like any kind of election runs that risk right like we've seen that happen in municipal elections across the country in some places too where they get like a candidate that turns out is a huge like (laughs) sexual predator or like (laughs) yeah or like an embezzler and they like they you know it's always a risk yeah the democratic process but by having these people run for the position of director first under the understanding that they only may be will be able to get up to a president or vice president position mm-hmm. then there's an understanding that you are working for the association first and you have to these elected representatives choose you in turn mm-hmm. as opposed to in student associations it can be pretty easy to win an election unfortunately 
Um, if you're just a ro- go rogue and like you're some rogue person who just comes in and has supreme executive authority, then it can be an issue. And this kind of solves that problem. Um, so yeah, they choose from among themselves who will represent them as the president or the vice president. And those people will work more hours and be the chief and deputy governance officers. That's kind of the difference between the president and vice president versus the rest of the directors. But the big difference this year is that all of the directors will be compensated and will be working somewhere over 10 hours a week. Which we're, I think that's the thing that we're most excited about is all (laughs) of the directors who get elected on these platforms are going to be able to actually do something about those platforms and frankly like help us do something about those which is super cool and we're pumped for that yeah big time and you know some of our listeners who might have experience with the board in previous incarnations might be saying oh no like what about the work hours like what if about those portfolios what's happening to them um if we we've done the math on this no worries we're actually gaining overall work hours coming from the board slash executive former executive um that kind of Hot stu- the elected leaders, um, we're getting more hours out of them under this new system, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And so, ideally, more work done and more expertise in their, their portfolio. So, it's exciting stuff. We encourage you to run if you have passionate feelings about uh, state's, uh, the state student experience, the way that state runs its academic affairs, student mental health, external affairs, so many different things that state has its, uh, uh, you know, its tendrils going into. It sounds malicious, but the good tendrils, the yeah. tendrils of light. It, like the way the student association spends all of our money. That's a big thing. That's if you a think huge that we should thing. not be selling cheap hot dogs, which we do at a loss, I'm pretty sure, because it's a service we provide. If you think, no, we should charge $1,000 per hot dog, you can run for this position and advocate for that terrible idea. Yeah, you shouldn't. Don't do that, though. <laughs> we like the cheap hot dogs. We like cheap hot dogs. Everyone likes them. Yeah. It's uh, a good program. Yeah, and speaking of elections... You said it's easy to get elected sometimes. Sometimes it's really hard, but also we have a collection of really fun stories about people trying to get elected and the crazy things that they could do. Yeah, um, it's not just about, it's mostly actually not about people trying to get elected, people who have been elected and the crazy things they do. Oh, <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, and kind of why we, we want to be very careful about who we vote in. Yeah. Um, so, for example, I think like the, the king, the prince, the crown prince of scandals was a group called SFUO, which was the Students' Federation of the University of Ottawa. Um, shout out. They do not exist anymore. <laughs> because, Why is that, Liam? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, they, ha- For example, in the summer of 2014, um, they decided to hold a fireworks display at the closing ceremony of that year's 101 week, which is like, I think, like block week. They purchased 10 grand worth of fireworks and then we're notified by the city of Ottawa that they couldn't use them. <laughs> not, not, not a good call. Good thing they checked that beforehand. Yeah. Um, they, you executives came in and gave themselves, you know, big pay rises. They stripped the general assembly, which is like their board of directors of legislative power. Um, the executives legally obtained U passes. Um, there were allegations of f- widespread fraud, which ultimately took them down. Um, a completed audit by PwC, PricewaterhouseCooper, kind of revealed a lot of iffy accounting practices. And um, they terminated the agreement, but ultimately between the University of Ottawa and SFUO. And SFUO had to reform into a completely different so- uh, association um, with different governance structures, different bylaws 
different financial practices. Um, essentially, rogue executives, a bad, a bad run of a string of rogue executives ended this or- organization. And bad bylaws, to be fair. Like, the fact that th- those executives were just, like, unchecked and could go rogue and do that is, like, that was, bad. like, a problem even before those people. Oh, big time. Yeah. And, like, a good bylaws is really the the key. Is like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't plan your governance structure for personalities. You shouldn't plan it for, like, oh, I'm sure everyone will act in good faith. You have to plan it for someone's going to come in here inevitably with malintent. Maybe. Maybe. Dude, put a thousand monkeys in a room with typewriters. Over a thousand years. Over a thousand years, they'll give you Shakespeare. Maybe. Put a thousand student executives in a room with no oversight, and they will give you a Drake concert no student can afford. Inevitably, someone will come along who's a a weenie. And so you have to plan around. It's not a big deal. It's a a risk everywhere. Spending a bajillion dollars on Drake concerts that no one can even come to. Yeah, a wiener might run for city council or, you know, prime minister. Don't vote for the weenie, you know? Do your research. Make sure they're qualified. uh, Get involved and make sure crazy people do not not go crazy on your organization. Yeah, like if somebody comes in and they're like, I'm going to make hot dogs $1,000. You should be like, hmm, if this guy has this as a bad idea that they're really proud of, maybe their other ideas are going to be real bad too. And we shouldn't vote for them. Yeah, I think something happened out of, can we say the school? Uh, I will preface this by saying that this is not an example of what happens at student associations. And this is my legal disclaimer voice. This is not indicative of what may happen at the typical student association. This, the following uh, story and timeline is indicative of what happens when bad execs meet bad bylaws. <laughs> and SETA is being proactive and changing its bylaws and its governance structure such that nothing like this can ever happen. Not that mm. it ever has happened. We're just making sure it never will. <laughs> We've recently <laughs> written, rewritten our bylaws in consultation with experts, and we are confident this w- will never happen here. <laughs> so keep that in mind. May 1st, 2018, a new five-person RSU executive team comes into office at Ryerson Student Union and fires their general manager, who would typically provide financial oversight. January 22nd, the eye-opener, their student newspaper, reports that two RSU executives now hold credit cards, which were previously held by the general manager. This breaks bylaws and policies. Jan 24th, items from credit card statements are are read aloud at a board of directors meeting. This is two days after they (laughs) report that they hold credit cards. The eye-opener confirms the statements are real. Financial controller, controller, DJ, sets a deadline of February 1st for the executives to reconcile their statements, saying no receipts have been submitted since the team came into office in May. Jan 26th, the RSU's president and vice president of operations, who both held union credit cards, are suspended by the executive team in a private emergency meeting. Some directors tell the eye-opener they believe the suspensions are illegitimate under RSU policies because the emergency meeting wasn't open to them. Ryerson University administration members meet with the RSU executives on January 30th, the university requests that the union undertake a forensic audit. Later in the day, the university meets with the BOD, and uh, that's board of directors, and announces they will withhold their funding, except for fees like health and dental, until the audit results are available. They also request the union negotiates their operating agreement, which is from 1986. Though their statements and conversation, throughout their statements and conversations with campus media, Ryerson administration repeated that the RSU is a separate corporate entity from the U- university. January 30th. This is like eight days from before. This happened real fast. <laughs> RSU Vice President Education resigns, saying he was, quote, not privy to transactions. 
February 1st, an emergency board meeting takes place. RSU President R. Ganesh does not attend over concerns for his safety. In an email obtained by the eye-opener, his lawyer says he has received death threats. The meeting has a big turnout from students. Jay, the financial... Jay, the financial controller, says the total amount spent from May 1st, 2018 to February 1st, 2019 is $273,000. The board approves a motion to have PricewaterhouseCooper conduct a forensic audit. Notices of removal from office are given to the four remaining executives. February 11th, this is 10 days later, the board votes to impeach R. Ganesh, the president who had a credit card under his name. Vice President Operations... S. Gosal, who also had a credit card under her name, is suspended. Dewever, the board member who read the credit card statements out loud, is voted in by the board as president in a secret ballot election. February 26, the RSU finalizes their agreement with PricewaterhouseCooper to get the audit started. During the rest of this executive's term, the RSU attempts to negotiate its operating agreement. Both sides say they negotiate in good faith. May 1st, a new executive team takes office. This team has six members because a new executive position was ratified by the board at a March meeting. From May until December, the RSU misses several deadlines and meetings regarding the negotiations with the university. December 10th, two RSU executives, the Vice President Equity and Vice President Marketing, resign, citing an unhealthy and toxic work environment within the union. This is the second set of executives in this storyline. December 17th, 2019, the RSU's Vice President Operations is impeached. The motion calling for his impeachment cites missed hours and claims of harassment. January 6, 2020, RSU's Vice President of Education resigns, citing a series of employment violations and internal corruption. Out of the six original refresh members holding executive uh, positions, now only two are left. Jan 8, 2020, Jen J. McMillan, Ryerson's Vice Provost, stu- students, requests an update from the RSU by the end of the week and communicates her concerns by the, about the recent impeachment and resignations, as well as a petition with over 1,000 signatures calling for the President's resignation. The RSU does not send the update on time. January 12th, McMillan follows up on the missed deadline. January 13th, the RSU responds to McMillan, but does not reply to, quote, most issues raised. January 21st, the RSU announces that they have filed a report with Toronto Police now that the forensic audit is finished. In their Facebook post, they say the audit was looking into the expenses of the former president, vice president of operations, and financial controller. The police are now involved. January 24th, exactly one year after the board meeting where the statements were read aloud, Ryerson's administration's and administration announces it is terminating its operating agreement with the rsu effective immediately they say they quote remain unsatisfied with the rsu's progress in restoring the university's confidence the university says they have not received a report or copy of of the forensic audit and, uh, and learned of its completion from campus media the university also feels the rsu has quote cease has ceased responding to the university's efforts to finalize a new operating agreement end quote in a statement posted to facebook later this day the rsu says they do not accept the termination as valid the RSU has also said they were hours away from setting a draft agreement. January 28, 2020, the RSU announces they are taking Ryerson to court for damages of $2.7 million. The Ryersonian atta- obtains the statement of claim, in which the, the RSU says the university's termination is unlawful because there is no provision in it that would allow them to end it. That's crazy. January 29th, they release <laughs> details of the next steps. February 3rd, they release a financial review. The audit committee finds $99,477 in expenses they could not verify were legitimate. The committee also finds that the former RSU president paid $36,000 for a union lawyer's first-class trip to India. That's crazy to me. They 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 misused funds. They were absolutely mad. Mm-hmm. And that is what happens when you do not have proper oversight. Yeah, you gotta you got to make sure you vote for, for good people who are not going to... 
and not just that. Do that is why things. our governance system has been changed to have an engaged board that has direct oversight capacity. Um, we have eliminated the executive council and rolled their portfolios into a single-tiered governance structure. We are planning ahead and being proactive um, in, uh, in you know, just being uh, being sure that it is almost in, impossible to mm-hmm. act in bad faith in student leadership positions at SAITSA. That is a dark story of what can happen. Uh, and, like, the students are the losers. Yeah. Well, they're not losers. You know what I mean? They're it's, the ones who it's lost. It's funny, too, because, like, just to bring it back to, like, the Calgary lens, like, this is what, did it, was it, like, $250,000 that they had, like, crazy expenses? I think it was, like, $273,000 on Do you remember earlier this year when one of the counselors at city council spent, like, I think it was like $700 on a dinner or something yeah. and was just like torn to shreds. Yeah. Like don't spend $700 on a dinner, but like, oh my God, the like, the, the amount, the amounts are so crazy different. It's, it's staggering. And the reason I feel comfortable reading this is that it, that is published right on Ryerson.ca. Yeah. From I'm there. not calling out Ryerson as an institution or anything. I think it's clear from that timeline that it was... And to be fair, too, I think they've made a new student union since then. They have. They have made a new student union with new revamped bylaws, and I believe they're operating pretty well since then. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I don't know. We should really make it clear that this is an anomaly, but it's a great kind of learning example of the importance of of making sure that your governance systems are constantly being reviewed, that your system has proper oversight, and that this, things like this just can't happen. They just can't. Like, there's no room for, there's no room for error here. There are people out there in Canada who believe that student unions, for example, shouldn't be around. They just get in the way, and that is something. And they get in the way to like make sure that when you know institutions or governments decide like, oh, students can afford to pay more for school, then we can come in and be like, you know what, like. Maybe you can, but that means we're going to be eating less food. Like, yeah. what are you really, what are you really gambling with here? You know? Yeah. Like it, it we highly disagree with that s- statement, but it is examples like this that give ammunition to the people who find us a nuisance, mm. who find students standing up for themselves and their experience and their rights a nuisance. And um, that is why we've been proactive here. That's why we've kind of changed our governance structure to make sure that something like this can't happen. Um, it is something that, you know, it's a harrowing story, but it will not happen here. We've seen to that. Um, so that should be the takeaway here. You know, SETSA is actually a, is a leader currently at the time of recording and will remain a leader at the time of you listening um, with this new governance structure. We are an esteemed organization. We stand up for our students. When pe- we talk, people generally listen. Um, yes. Student And student advocacy as a whole is important, you know, um, the st- student associations have played major roles in times of political strife, of civil rights movements. Mm-hmm. Um, the civil rights movements in the 1960s against racial inequity, student associations played a huge role. Uh, the Tiananmen Square demonstrations, those were students. Um, student organizations and student advocacy is important in organizing people who come from our, our experience as, as students. And it's important that, it's important that the people who do see us as a nuisance, as someone who, as people who don't really matter, um, don't have this kind of ammunition, and that's why we've made these changes. Liam, I want to hit you with a little bit of a, a lighthearted one. Do it. 
This is getting dark. I'm going to hit you with it. Show me the light. Uh, a student executive in the last five years was removed uh, for punching a student in the face <laughs> at a party on campus. At Seitza? No. Oh, thank God. But <laughs> I was like, here? Why are you saying that right now? I just gave a whole speech about how we're fine. And we're okay. <laughs> You're undermining That me. one's not like spending money. That's just like, hey, <laughs> that guy students is, at a bar. That guy is <laughs> a dick. Should not go down. <laughs> to be clear, not Seitza. Not Seitza. That's well, hilarious. Maybe a, well, I know in another student association somewhere in the country, the president was removed for robbing a bank. <laughs> During their term. During their term, I should point out. Yeah. Crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Like, what, the vice president of operations is in the cars. Can the you imagine driver? that meeting <laughs> after? Like, so uh, we have this picture from like the TD down the street that... <laughs> You Looks went, like you. Are you robbing this bank? <laughs> you is went this into, on work hours? Yeah, you went in to, like, do, uh, to handle the accounts, but we didn't tell you to rob the bank. Yeah. That was not a board direction. <laughs> we do not advocate for robbing banks during your tenure. I'd say it's a, if you do run for the elections, please know there is a bylaw against robbing a bank. There it is. So I would uh, encourage everyone to run <laughs> unless you have plans for criminal um behavior or that is these are all criminal behavior these are all one, criminal more, behavior. one more one more that's also criminal behavior uh <laughs> at the awards night of one of uh student associations ev- events i guess at the awards night uh the student association which owned a van was stolen by the president <laughs> and subsequently crashed on campus <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That is ridiculous. I feel like we should follow this with like a segment of like public, uh, like people, like people who got voted into like public af- positions, like uh, city councilors or MLAs or MPs and stuff, just to prove that like humans are crazy. Yeah, it's not unique to students, um, yeah. but we don't have time for that. So you're just gonna have to trust us. <laughs> Remember when Ted Kennedy almost ran, ran someone? Oh, sorry, allegedly ran someone off the road. Sixties was not crazy. You know, it happens. I read. <laughs> Don't is, do that. This is going to give away the date of our recording, but I read today that Donald Trump had a, a Diet Coke button on his desk. Oh my God. That's, that's crazy. old news to our listeners by now. That is, but that's still crazy and hilarious. Like, yeah. we should have that in our bylaws. Yeah. Diet Coke button. Diet Coke button for all counselors. Yes. Or, sorry, directors. Yes. The name keeps going back and forth. Um, That's crazy stuff. Don't do that. If you run, you. You're not allowed Don't. to do that. You will be legally held accountable. There are bylaws against bad stuff. Like, don't do bad shit. Do bad stuff. And now, with our new bylaws, they are incredibly clear about how you cannot do any bad shit. And you will have a board of highly engaged, highly professional directors who will now actually be working alongside you and be able to more easily hold you accountable if you decide to rob a bank. Boom. So don't do that. Governor. What a drag. That guy ramming their uh, van into a tree. <laughs> Was it a tree? I don't know. You I said he crashed like it. I'm picturing a tree d- in my mind. Yeah, that's fair. I'm picturing like another student's car. And they like <laughs> they like get out of class at like 9 o'clock. And they're like, oh my God, I had such a long day. And there's just like the student association president sitting there like, man. Just like passed out in the like driver's big, seat. The big S, like student association van, like plastered all over the side. Student association, helping students. And this guy's like coming to his car and he's like. <laughs> oh, you didn't help me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I voted for you. Yeah, crash into my car. Oh, man. None of that happens at Seitza and it never will. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, 
know that, dear listener. Yeah, why don't we, uh, can we lighten up and say some of the cool things that like we've done over the past 10 years too? Actually five years because that's all I'm like really aware of. Yeah, let's do it. Can we bump that? Yeah, remember that time we ramped the golf cart off the roof of Campus Center? That was sick! (laughs) That was a joke. We never did that. That Allegedly. That would be sick. That would be sick. But we never did that, Allegedly. We never allegedly did that. We never did that. Don't imply that we ever did (laughs) We didn't. Yeah, but we get badass points if we did that. Yeah, we would also get litigation points. Maybe. So let's <laughs> we'd be put in the podcast penalty box. <laughs> big time podcast big penalty time. box. Big time. No ramping the golf cart off the Do we still have the golf cart? Uh somewhere, I think. <laughs> no ramping the missing golf cart off the Canvas Center building. I'm pretty sure we were tracking down that golf cart when we all went to coronavirus. So. Yeah, maybe. Uh okay, I got one. The room we're in right now. We're recording this from the Peer Support Center. 10 years ago, we did not have a peer support center. And now, state students have a wonderful place with couches on campus uh, and TVs and video games and support and all that kind of stuff where they can come on campus and and chill and hang out with friends and, you know, enjoy a little bit of campus campus spirit. On the off chance that Sarah, our previous kind of like, I don't think she works uh, here anymore. I think she moved on to another career path. Uh, She was awesome in her job here, though. On the off chance that she hears this, I feel like she'll get upset with us and message me on Facebook about us underselling it. It also serves a vital mental health role. Mm. Um, There's a community in this peer support center that forms every year, and they are very tight-knit. Yeah, um, but not exclusionary whatsoever. I yeah, should say, if you ever want to hang out in the Peer Support Center, come on in, man. If you need a, if you need a friend, uh, if you just want someone to play Magic the Gathering against, like me, yeah, come on in. I'm here occasionally to yeah. pay, play Magic the Gathering. Two co-curricular records. Yes, co-curricular you know records. Is? I do, Ryan. It's a thing where, like, if you're really involved in your club or if you do something outside of school, yeah. you can uh, put that on your co-curricular record, and it'll go towards your credits. Does it go towards your credits? Oh, shit, I might have mis- misspoken. My I understanding of it is pretty light. I think you get co-curricular records, and then it's basically like when you get a job, you have like your transcript that shows your classes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. your co-curricular record that like shows all the other stuff you did, and like gives it weight, so it's not just like yeah. on your resume. They're like, yeah, he actually did do that. Yeah, Good and you. it'll be like, okay, this is something legitimate. Your school is backing you up on saying like, hey, like this guy was involved heavily at Enactus, and yeah. uh, you know he wasn't just like lying about it on his resume, I yeah. guess, which would be weird. Let me toss it back even further. The Lawrence Decor Leadership Awards, which I think it's like six students per school. Yeah, that's... Since the 80s, get $1,000 based on your, like, leadership in clubs or at SATSA or whatever. Well, th- add that to, in addition to our SATSA awards. In addition to the SATSA awards, yeah, that's huge. Because Lawrence Decor is done through ASEC, uh, the Alberta Students Executive Council, which is our provincial advocacy group. Another reason ASEC is so awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just like, oh man, health and dental, just like the corner stores and like those those damn cheap hot dogs. Like there's just so much good stuff that Saitza does. Like I didn't get involved in this place because I, you know, I was unaware of how much it was doing for me. I was just like, damn, this place is pretty important. Yeah. When I say this place, I don't mean the peer support center, which we're sitting in. I mean, Saitza was Mm, a peer support center too. I mean, I, yeah. When I realized it existed and there were people playing magic in it, I went in there for sure. Magic Mario Kart. and I said there. We're in it now. I went in here. <laughs> it's awesome. There's a Switch in here. Someone stole the Switch last year. Absolutely. We are buying a new Switch. Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, our elections. That's not about the actual people in the positions and that kind of stuff, but let's talk maybe about like how to vote and who gets to vote and that kind of stuff. Do you yeah. want to do that? Um, people who get to vote. You must own land. 
<laughs> you must be over 30. I'm just kidding. Um, every state's uh, member gets to vote. And that's pretty much every state's student, um, except for continuing education students. Yeah. Yeah, except for continuing education. So if you're in Con Ed, I'm sorry. You do not get to participate in this democracy. Every other person, though, gets to participate in it, including international students. Hmm. That's Everyone who pays states of fees. Yeah, we hear every year, we got questions from international students like, can I vote? And we're like, dude, yes. uh, yeah, you Please. bought into this situation. You better vote. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be disappointed in you if you don't. Yeah. And I feel comfortable saying that to about any states a member. Guys, if you don't vote, I'll be very disappointed in you. Yeah. And I know that means a lot coming from me, the disembodied voice of Liam Hunter disembodied scary words liam well i'm bodied in front of you dingus but uh, the listener i'm a disembodied voice that's fair vote the way you can vote are numerous well two ways really it's usually through your student email so make sure you have access to that yeah but we are getting increased numbers at the other way which is the polling stations that we have set up around Mm. campus in main thoroughfares whether it's senator burns or whether it's in uh stan grad center we're not gonna be on campus though i take it all back you will not be able to vote at poll- polling stations. <laughs> if, for whatever reason, you're listening to this in 2022. Polling and, stations. And, and COVID-2021. And COVID-21 hasn't come and put you guys back in the pandemic box. Um, the isolation room. Mm, then yeah. uh, you should have polling stations next year. Or perhaps mm. in the fall. If you're listening to this in the summer or something. Maybe. Cross your fingers. I hope the people listening in the future know something a little better about the vaccine timeline. Yeah, let's hope. Because yeah, right now it's a little bit fuzzy. It's real fuzzy. Here there was a fire in India at one of the main Pfizer vaccine creation fa- factories, but it wasn't in the vaccine-making area. It was in another part of the factory. So I don't know why I brought it up in the, the first kitchen. place. <laughs> the the kitchen. microwave, and it made international news. They're like, yeah, somebody put their noodles in there with no water. and <laughs> Someone put like some pizza wrapped in tinfoil in the microwave. Um, that happens here, too. That's another thing we do. We are the people who put all of the microwaves everywhere. Yeah, man. So Come when on. you mock some pizza in there... No one knows what mock... Hey, hold on. It means pause, anything. Pause. It means no one knows what mock means. It means whatever you need it to mean you at use the time. It, you use it a lot to mean slang. Like if you slang if me you some pizza... If you slang it, if you, know? you muck it... And I don't mean slang like that word is slang. I mean It also know, like, means like I guess to slang do doesn't really, really well I think something. slang all doesn't really mean anything <laughs> You can use slang. I'll use muck. You use muck a lot. Yeah, muck me some chips if you're asking me to pass yeah. some chips. Yeah, just muck that test. Yeah, just muck that test if you did really well on the test. Yeah. You also have said muck in the negative sometimes. I yeah, just muck, I just muck, I just that, muck test. that test. Yeah. It's really a context thing. It is. Um, yeah. Anyway, you if can you muck want some <laughs> coffee if you are like really thirsty and want some caffeine. Yeah. Um, if you. Anyway, if you want to heat up some food, yeah. you can use the microwave. Muck some food into the microwave. Do not muck. Yeah. In our microwaves. Don't muck that, that means. food with tinfoil, though, first. Yeah. What in, That's bad. Do not use muck in the literal term in our microwaves. I don't know what substance comes to mind, but the Pokemon muck. the Pokemon muck oh, yeah. looks like a grimy thing that I don't want in my microwave. So don't put that in there. Sometimes it's what the microwaves look like, and we're lucky we have those front desk assistants to go around and clean that muck out. <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, the, the microwave is pretty far from the front desk. There's so many microwaves. I think we have like a hundred and some microwaves on campus. Yeah, we're gonna have the directors working. Maybe that'll be a duty of the directors to clean the muck. Out are of we the trying microwaves? to be? Hold on, are we trying to sell these positions right now during the election season? Let's not have them do that. I don't think you guys will be responsible for the microwaves if you're thinking of running. Um, but yeah, I think we should also make it clear. We're talking we, about we com- elections still. We compensate our front desk <laughs> assistants. <laughs> we do. 
Um, yeah, run for the elections. Vote in the elections. Look for your student email. It might be in your junk folder if your email is a piece of trash. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got very aggressive there. Um, sometimes it does sort it out, like sort it into junk, though, and we don't understand why. Um, perhaps you guys already set us to junk, in which case I'm gonna appreciate you. Rude. That, that, I'm just kidding. I appreciate every vote. Every voter counts. Vote. Do you know this? Do your week? research. By God, do your research. <laughs> we will post all of the platforms on the website. <laughs> if you don't do your research, I will go insane. Me too. If you just vote for the person who has the biggest banner, which sometimes happens, yeah. I will seriously come to your classroom and get uncomfortably close to you. Or if somebody is straight up promising something that you're like, nah, you can't do that. Like if somebody's coming in and they're like, I will make education $5 per semester. Like we don't, don't get to choose that. Do like, not don't. vote for that. Yeah, yeah. Get, get an idea of like who has control over what. Like yeah. do you, if someone's just like, I will make sure that the federal government um, stops the tuition uh, freeze or stops the school from being able to raise it by seven percent. JFK voice. Like, no, that was a terrible. That was just some it's voice like a that half I made. JFK voice. I will stop the government <laughs> from raising the tuition. <laughs> it's a provincial issue. Like you can know straight up that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I hate increased tuition. I will lower the price of parking on campus to one dollar per day. As the water rises, it lifts all boats, and that is why rising tuition. Should happen. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way, JFK. I'm pretty sure it works that way. Oh, God damn it. JFK, stop. Hey, did Shut you up, know, Liam. You little of, pussy willow. Speaking of JFK, do you know that uh, Nenshi was the president of the student union uh, at UFC? Yeah. How is that related to JFK? I don't know. He's like a president. Well, I think you interrupted my awesome bit. And you were being like a JFK student association president. So, like, it is real. <laughs> Like maybe JFK was the student association president. When Are you he was implying that did does JF, does Nenshi sound like JFK in your mind? I am Mayor Nenshi. <laughs> I support student needs in Calgary. <laughs> I am unsure if I'm running again in this <laughs> municipal election. Please don't ask me again. At the time of this recording earlier today, I told the guys in this podcast not to ask me. <laughs> maybe by the time this podcast is released, I will have decided. Sounds just like him. That was my Nahid Nenshi impression. Mary Nenshi, if you're listening, please forgive me. Great also, great guy. great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. We're talking to him yeah. today. I'm sure yeah. he would have laughed at that impression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was great. Because it uh, was clearly an impression of him and not clearly other significant figure. <laughs> uh, pretty good guy, though. Anyway, that's elections, guys. We didn't have our regular segments this time. We just kind of gabbed about elections. But you know what? It's the end of our terms, baby. What are you going to do? Impeach us? <laughs> Hashtag impeach me. Uh, I guess I might actually be running in the elections that we were just talking about, so maybe I shouldn't ask them to in between. Mm. But I won't be in office? I still will be in office. Uh, I'm not doing the math here. I certainly can't you know, campaign on this podcast. That'd be a misappropriation of states. So. You could get Nenshi to campaign on this podcast for you if we have him as an honorable guest. I, Nahid Nenshi, can vouch for Liam! <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. This is probably a no campaign zone. <laughs> it's probably okay because at the time of recording, I haven't decided. I'm yeah. just going to say right now on the podcast, I'm not ready. <laughs> and then watch me be running at the time, yeah. of, record, uh, the time of listening. You, speaking of running, you do need to go running. You got a little bit of that COVID weight. Hey, what the hell? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> uh, you can put me in the penalty box. That's fine. All right. I'm putting you right in the penalty box. But you're right. I've gained like 30 pounds. <laughs> 
<laughs> I only say this because you have introduced me to the wonderful world of wonderful food over this semester. And yeah, uh, cost rising. Cost rising. Weight is rising. I don't have any money anymore because I spend it on, on sushi and Indian food and all that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, I also have spent all of my savings on braids. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're uh, running pretty long here today, which I love because elections and stuff are great. How do you want to wrap this up, Liam? Um, not headlines. You know what? Today is too special. We're talking about headlines. Uh, you guys can catch us in special episodes over the summer. We will not be leaving you. Uh, though they will not be about what's happening during the summer because mm-hmm. we are definitely not recording them in the summer. Mm-hmm. There's snow on the ground. So we will see you during the summer, or rather you'll hear our sultry voices. Mm-hmm. On and, a bed uh, of something new. On a bed of something new, perhaps flower petals of another sort. Yeah. Um, or mm-hmm. spring grass. Mm-hmm. Um so we will see you in what? How many episodes are you are we insinuating doing? that we're going to be on a bed of weed? Hold on. I have the ghost of John A. McDonald here for the elections episode. And uh, maybe he knows. How many episodes are we doing? Special episodes for the summer? Or for the break? Four. Four. So what is that? One a month? June. It, June. What's the one before May, June? June, May, June, July, <laughs> August. May, June, July, August. That's the one. Thank you. We will see you all the way through the summer. Catch us next time. And not in the fall. We'll figure it out. You'll be joined by some other pricks. Thank you for the wonderful outro, Nenshi. You're you're welcome anytime, Ryan. You're my favorite little snookums. Uh, The listeners can't see, but I am squeezing your little baby cheeks. (laughs) Aren't you a little, little baby? All right. We can just roll out here. We'll see y'all I hear the music. Asterisk with Ryan Morstad and me, Liam Hunter. The Asterisk is a production of the State Students Association. You can rate and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you do, it might appear in future episodes. Got a question or feedback for us? Shoot us a message through slash podcast. Your question might be included on a future episode as well. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Asterisk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any fine podcast monger of your choice. Thanks to State's Legacy 88 Committee for the gear to produce this episode. This podcast is supported by you, so thank you for listening. This is Liam, signing off.